You're tuned into True School Hip Hop. It can't stop and it won't stop. I'm your host, Jonathan Constantine, Hip Hop Exorcist. Tonight we have the privilege of topping it up with one of my personal friends, MC and beatmaker Epidemic. What's up, Epidemic? How you been lately? Good, good. How you doing, bro? Ah, just chilling, man. So uh, I just want to kick it off. First off, just tell us where you're from, uh, how you grew up, and what made you want to get into the hip hop culture? Uh, I'm from Los Angeles, California. I grew up uh, part of my life in Arizona. And um, I first got into hip-hop back in 1984. My first introduction to uh, the hip-hop culture was uh, through breakdancing. I remember uh, back then there was some shows called, um, let's see, well, there was the movie uh, Breaking, which came out around that time. Right. There was also a, a TV show that aired back then called Graffiti Rock. Uh, I think that was the NBC special. And that was my first introduction to hip-hop, and that's kind of what, uh, you know, opened my eyes and kind of I, I kind of gravitated towards the music in that culture. Yeah, so, uh, like, 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 what kind of neighborhood did you grow up in, and, and, and like, how, how did that affect your music? I mean, as far as, like, you know, your growing-up environment, get into more details about, like, you know, since you're a little kid to, to, to where you are now. Well, when I was a little kid, you know, I I grew up most of my life in uh, in Arizona, you know, about 14 years of my life uh, in Phoenix and Tucson. So um, growing up, I didn't really live in any rough neighborhoods, you know, like, uh, you know, what we've come to know and some of the hip-hop artists and, and you know, talking about their story. Uh, I actually grew up in the church, you know, and that was, uh, you know, a wonderful experience for me. Um, and then it wasn't until probably about high school, around that, that time in my life, where I started to, you know, you know, get into uh, hanging around with with the wrong crowd, you know, experimenting with the, uh, you know, the party scene and all of that, but not on a really uh, extreme level, you know. But some of the the people that I hung out with, you know, I was, you know, got into, you know, getting into drugs and, you know not too much drinking, but just hanging around with the wrong people. At the same time, you know, you know, when I was in high school, I met a guy out there who, you know, who was actually a graffiti artist, and he introduced me uh, not only to, that was one of his connections as far as drugs is concerned, but I found out through my friend that he was also a graffiti artist who was actually from New York. Him, him and a partner of his were uh, actually, I have no idea what they were doing in Arizona uh, because I'm telling you, these, these two graffiti artists were probably the best graffiti artists, you know, in Arizona, period. Uh, their their level of work was just beyond anything I'd ever seen uh, on the graffiti uh, element of hip-hop going on in Arizona. They were, in my opinion, they were top of the line. And it just, even back then, I was just like, well, what, if you guys are from New York, you guys are so skilled. It's like I, I never got to ask them why are they in Arizona if they're so skilled in their art. Yeah, do you remember their names, uh, their their tag names off the top? Uh, one guy who go, went by Sess, S-E-S-1, and the other one was okay. called Ease One Rock. Ease One Rock, and, yeah, uh, we had a... We had a guy last night on the show, a uh, legendary graffiti artist out here from San Diego. Uh, his name is Fierce, uh, one of my good and personal buddies. And um, 
you know, it was a really good interview, man. I mean, it's just interesting. You know, I was telling him that, you know, hip hop is kind of like the, the, the rose in the concrete, you know, um, it's that thing. It's, it's, a, it's the culture and the art that, that makes the ghetto beautiful, you know, and I think maybe that's something that attracted you to hip hop. But, um, you know, I know you personally, and we've had uh, many discussions uh, on a regular basis about the culture and uh, where it's going. And, and, and you talk about like, uh, you know, we grew up in, in the golden age of, of hip hop. And for those that aren't familiar with the golden age of hip hop, that was from about 93 to 97. And that was when it was really exploding in the commercial scene, but it was still had that gritty element to it. And I know, uh, you know, us as older heads, you know, kind of the, they call old school heads. We kind of get that old man uh, complex of like, oh, these new guys don't know how to do it and stuff. And, but, but you don't really have that attitude. You're actually looking forward to a, a second golden era. So, uh, who are some of the, the young guys now that you're listening to that, that are holding it down for the culture? Well, what I uh, deem as a, the golden era two of hip hop that I personally believe started last year. Uh, some of the one that I was first introduced to, his name is Afro, uh, who's actually right here in, in our home state of California. So I say that proudly uh, when I found out about him. He actually won a, a, a contest that RA the Rugged Man uh, threw a couple years back. And I think right. this guy was just, he was blown away by the lyrical skill that this guy was uh, doing during the contest. And I think it blew him even more away to find out at the time that this, this kid was only 15, 16 years old, you know, and, right. and just, you know, spitting on, on a lyrical level that, you know, is just beyond his years. And that was my first introduction was Afro, and then, you know, as I did more research, you know, with, you know, the help of the Internet, I was able to find more, you know, kids out there. We got Matt Squabbles out of Philly, who is grinding right, right. really hard right now. He's just doing a lot of touring right now. Uh, he has uh, over 10 million views on the uh, Kendrick Lamar Humble remix that he spit his own flow over. Uh, he's got over 10 million right. views on YouTube just on that video alone. So this kid is grinding hard. His dad is his manager, so he's he's putting in work for the culture. Uh, another one is Fabian Torres out of uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, A.K. the Pharaoh, I believe, is out of uh, Brooklyn, New York. So I'm finding a, a, like a lot of the generation where we're saturated with the the trap music and the mumble rap, as it's been coined. Um, you know, even though that on the surface that's what we're seeing. I've always been more on the underground, as you have, and I've been just looking for artists that are about the culture. They're not about what's going on on the surface, what's going on on a commercial level. I've always been more about, you know, lyrics that, that make you think, lyrics that are, you know, uplifting, lyrics that are about artists that are about, you know, uniting the culture and the elements uh, that make up the culture because we can't just um, – you know, focus on, on one element and, you know, because we need all four elements of this culture right. in order to call it hip-hop. You know, you can't have right. the MC without the DJ. You can't have the DJ without the graffiti artist. You can't have the graffiti artist without the B-boy or the B-girl. But, you know, it, it's, you know, they're all intertwined. It's, a, it's, like a, it's like a quilt, you know. 
that's the best way I can explain it. When it comes to the elements, they all have to work together. You can't call hip-hop hip-hop if you're missing an element. You know, it's all four that have to work together in unison. Right, and that's what most people get it twisted. I think with the, the industry kind of contorting the, the, the culture and kind of distorting the, the culture's image, it's, it's, you know, the rapper's always at the forefront, and all, three other, all the other three elements get uh, forgotten. And, and here at a True School Hip Hop, that's what we're doing. We're preserving the culture for future generations. And, uh, you know, I do this as a labor of love uh, just to help the artists out that I know, um, other artists that are grinding. You know, uh, last night when I was talking to Fierce, I was talking about, you know, who are some of the, the, the dopest gra graph artists and MCs killing it and, and DJs. And he's like, well, it's mostly like the no-name guys are the, are the sickest ones, you know. Uh, maybe they don't got the resources and the connects uh, that, that most people do. Um, but I tell you what, I've been to shows where it's like 20 or 30 people, and I've seen guys rip, I mean, just rip it to shreds, you know, just straight killing it, you know, straight fire coming from, the, from their lips, man. And, and I've been to some amazing B-boy competitions where you got little kids that are five, six years old doing crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying, yo? And, yeah. and, and what's really the advantage of, of this generation is they have older guys like us that have been in the game for a long time to mentor them. Uh, back in the golden age when we were doing it as, as kids, I remember uh, I didn't have a lot of mentors um, that had a lot of experience. I had to start from scratch. You know, I started out listening to, like, NWA, and I thought when Ifo for Zagan dropped and they went double platinum with no radio play, that's what that caused me to want to get into it. You know, but I didn't have any mentors, man. I was just going off what I knew. And most of, the, most of it was just a lot of gangster rap or, like, cholo, like, you know, Latino, um, you know, Latino rap. You know, and that's how I started out. But as I branched out into the East Coast and, and the underground and, and, and the Midwest, and, and, you know, I remember when Outkast first came out, I was like the only guy in school listening to Outkast, you know, from the Southern Playlist Cadillac Music album. Like, I was turning people on to stuff before, you know, I was already getting into the underground. Then when I moved into the military, it just exploded from there on out, man. I mean, I met, I met heads and cats from, from all over the world. And that's the thing about cult, the culture of hip-hop that I love is that it's worldwide. It's international. You know, it's, 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 it's something that has touched all regions of the earth. And I don't think any other music genre that I can think of really does that, man. I mean, it's really isolated when it comes. Maybe heavy metal. You know, maybe heavy metal is another one that, that has done that, like hip-hop. But uh, speaking of heavy metal and rock... Uh, now, a while back, sometimes uh, Gene Simmons from KISS made a public comment about how hip-hop or rap in particular was an illegitimate form of music. What do you have to say as a rebuttal, and how would you defend the culture of hip-hop as an art form? Well, for Gene Simmons to make a comment about um, music that he may not understand, you know, I'll just go as far as to say it's pretty ignorant. It's like... You know, any time a comment is made when you don't understand something, it's just, you know, pure ignorance. You know, and I think for, for Gene Simmons to say that, that's really all I could say about that. He doesn't understand um, the culture as a whole. And maybe he was just, you know, talking about the music in general, uh, how maybe how he personally feels about it. But he doesn't understand that, you know, the culture of hip-hop in – you know, the culture itself is not even 50 years old, and it's made a an impact globally. 
You know, you can go anywhere in right. the world, and and it is influenced from Japan, you know, to Australia. You know, it, it's probably one of the there are very few cultures as far as music is concerned. Like you said, other than heavy metal, which I, I honestly don't know too much about, but hip hop has made such an impact globally and influenced from TV commercials to radio commercials. Um, you know, when you, you know, you see TV ads on the, you know, you'll hear, sometimes you'll hear a hip hop beat in the background of a car commercial. You know, I, I don't know any other genre of music that does that, that has impacted on a global scale in less than 50 years. And, you know, right. you know, when you talk about rock and rock and roll music, you know, there's even debate on that. Like who started rock and roll music? You know, Ice-T believes that Chuck Berry started rock and roll music. You know, rock and roll right. is probably one of the oldest forms of music that we have available, you know. And I don't even, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, shoot myself in the foot by saying this, but even with, you know, rock and roll music, as long as it's been around, you know, it hasn't had the same impact that hip-hop has right. in such a short amount of time. And, you know, it's very influential from, you know, anything, everyday life. We're, we're you know, we're surrounded by hip-hop. There's no way around it. Right. Right. And I think, you know, what you're saying with the, with the rock and roll culture, it's kind of ebbed and flowed. You know, it's changed over time. It's, it's kind of morphed, which, I mean, not to say that hip-hop hasn't evolved in and of itself. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, as the industry's taken a hold of it and, and corrupted it and, and kind of taken it in the wrong direction, you still got those underground heads that are dedicated to, to the culture, you know. And, 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 and you know, it's not going to stop. Like I say on our radio show, you know, it can't stop and it won't stop. You know, I mean, I mean, it's just going to keep on going. It's going to keep on getting bigger. And as long as you got a ghetto uh, anywhere, you're going to have hip hop. You know what I'm saying, dude? I mean, yeah. as long as you've got a ghetto, I mean, you're always going to have hip hop. So um, let's go back to uh, who are some of your early influences as far as MCs growing up and name your top three MCs who influenced you personally. Uh, I think growing up, like, uh, some of the MCs I listened to, like, I kind of started off like you did. I, I listened to a lot of the, you know, NWA, EZEs. Uh, uh, my brother uh, was, you know, we both listened to hip-hop growing up, and he, you know, I so I was able to kind of learn more about, you know, some of the artists, you know, through my brother, and he would listen to, you know. Actually, my brother's the one that introduced me to Eric B. and Rakim, and, um Right. I know that you said that when you've heard my Ryan flow, you compare me, you know, you said I sound a lot like him. Right. Uh, so I would right, say, right. you know, in my top three, as far as, you know, you know, top three MCs of all time, it would have to be Rakim number one. Uh, and okay. I would say that just on a personal level, but because, you know, for 30 years plus, I, he just changed the way lyrics were written, period. You know, since 1986. Right. And, um, and, and even today, you know, I, I can, when I, it's just mind blowing, you know, how gifted this man is when he, when he writes lyrics and gets on that mic and even his freestyles, it's just, so Rakim would be number one, uh, number two, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to have to say Freestyle Fan would be number two out of uh, Staten yeah. Island. You know, yeah, those guys just, are ill. 
on on a on a level that is just you know to be from the same city where Wu Tang came out of, you know these guys are just beasts when it comes to lyrics. And what <laughs> I like about them, I like about Freestyle Fam, is that they're doing it for the Lord. You know they're Christian MCs, and right. you know sometimes they you know a lot of times they push the envelope. But I mean, I've seen a lot of their videos, the freestyle videos, even the you know the basement sessions you know, that you can find on YouTube. I mean, they just, you know, Quest and Redeem are just, they're on a whole yeah. different level. You know, they're on a whole oh, different sure. level. I think, I, I really believe, you know, you know, the Wu-Tang, I, I respect what they've done for the culture, but I, I think, you know, these, these two guys are just like picking up where Wu-Tang left off and they're just killing right. it, you know, with everything that they touch, they're killing it. Yeah. And, and who, would say, who would you say your number three? The, my third one would probably be, um, let's see here. Um, I'm gonna have to say Cool G Rap would be my third one. Cool G Rap. Every good choice. I, every time, every time I hear Cool G Rap, I just he's just on another level too. Like sometimes I have to rewind his verse just to catch what he's saying. I mean, just he's all around. He's just a versatile MC. And he, yeah. he's just in a class all by himself, in my opinion. And, you know, I, I like, he's just dope. That's all I can say about Kooji Rap. He's dope. Yeah. You know, as you're saying about versatility, I think the three top guys for me that really influenced me, and all these guys are from the Golden Era age, is, uh, you know, Be Real from Cypress Hill, I'd say Buster Rhymes and, and Redman. You know, and... um the reason I like those guys because they just brought the ruckus. You know what I'm saying, dude? Like, they were the yeah. type of guys where, like, if you don't want to listen to my stuff, I'm going to make you listen to my stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't care if you want to listen to my stuff. You're going to hear it. You know, like, like they just had that. They just brought it with, like, fierce fierceness. The Freestyle Fam, yeah, man. I mean, I've listened to the Basement Sessions all, all episodes, and I'm telling you, it just gets better and better and better. And if people, people don't know who Freestyle Fam is, you know, maybe we can try to get them on the show one of these days, but, but um, you know, as far as Christian MCs, these guys are former battle cats, you know, battle rappers. And like you right. said, they push the envelope because they kind of come off fierce and, and they use a lot of the analogies they use are uh, like what I like to call borderline blasphemous. You know what I'm saying? You know, where it's like, maybe they shouldn't be saying that, but, you know, they just said it, you know. But, 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 but all props to them because, like you said, they're preserving the culture, but also, you know, if you go to the website, they got uh, they got a thing where you can just ask them any question you want. Like if you're struggling with something spiritually, they say, you know, get on the couch and tell us what 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 you got to say. We're all ears, and that's why I like about it. They use it as a ministry. They use it as something to do um, uh, for the people that listen to them. If they're struggling spiritually, they'll take the time to reply back through an email and, and give the biblical answers of that. And not a lot of people know that about Freestyle Fam. You know, people that are right. critics or maybe some Pharisees on the outside looking in are kind of like, well, these guys aren't really talking about God or, well, they're not really mentioning him and glorifying him and they're glorifying themselves. You know, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself because those guys are, 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 are just monsters on the mic, but not only monsters on the mic, but loving people who love God and love others, man. You know, and I just want to give props to those guys, you know, and I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, as far as the guys still pulling it off and, and staying consistent, they definitely are on my top ten list of all-time favorite duos, man. So, um, yeah. 
so so how does faith in God play a role in your music, and what kind of messages are relayed through your lyrics? Uh, I, I would say when it comes to my lyrics, um, you know, I, I have there's a side of me where I can get really, you know, deep and maybe my wordplay or maybe the way I the way I form my rhymes. Um, but there's also the side of you know I like to, I guess. Just, I would self-label myself, you know, with the heart on my sleeve, MC. You know, a lot of, you know, the experiences I've been through in life, I, I want to share them. I want to be as transparent as, as as I possibly can to let people know. is like, you know, just because I say I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm a square. You know, I'm not an L7. You right. know, I struggle, right, you right. Know, I struggle with things just like anybody who doesn't proclaim to be Christian, who doesn't want to believe. Maybe they're atheists or whatever, you know, that we have the same struggles that people in the world do, you know. The only difference right. is that, you know, when, when, you know, we have the Holy Spirit that convicts us, you know, in our hearts, you know, and in our conscience, in our minds, and lets us know, hey, you know, you know, that's, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, that's the difference, you know, where people that don't have the Holy Spirit, and I'm not saying this to knock anybody that doesn't, but it, the Holy Spirit right. is almost like a, a like uh I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, you know, you know, God left the Holy Spirit here with us, you know, as a helpmate to help us to to stay on that straight and narrow, to help us to stay on track, you know, and, you know, to that still soft voice, you know, you know, that speaks to us, you know, when we're willing to listen. And I say that, you know, very, you know, you know, in bold face because we have to be willing to listen. You know, we can say we're Christian all day, but if we're not willing to listen, you know, even though the Holy Spirit is there, you know, it's, you know, even the Bible says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Right, right, know? right. So we got to be willing to listen. And, you know, uh, I think uh, even with prayer, you know, prayer is not a one, you know, a one-way communication, you know, where, you know, where, right you up. know, God is, God is not a genie in a bottle where, you know, God, I want this, God, I want that. You know, it's communication, just like you and I are having communication. Um, right. Sometimes we got to be willing to just shut our mouths and listen. And I believe that's why God gave us yeah. two ears and one mouth, you know. Yeah, straight so, up, straight you know, up. You know, and a lot of times we, we think it's the opposite. We believe we have two mouths and, and one ear. And it, God didn't design our bodies that way. And I, I think a lot of times he just wants us to shut up and listen because he might have something important to say to me, to anybody who's willing to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the way I met Epidemic was through a mutual friend, uh, Man of War. Uh, I think we were doing a video shoot for one of his, his songs on his album. And uh, that's the right. first time I met Epidemic. And, and, and as he, you know, he gave me a ride home because at the time I didn't have a, have a vehicle. And, and, and I was like, hey, man, can you give me a ride home? He's like, sure, man. And we just started chopping it up. And, and, and you know, when I started talking to Epidemic, we had a lot of the same views. We viewed the culture the same of, of hip hop. We viewed our faith the same, our politics, everything was lined up. And what I appreciate about Epidemic is that he's just a humble guy, man. He's, you know, he has very strong opinions based on facts, mind you. You know what I'm saying? No, but, but, but the thing is, he's always willing to repent if, if he knows he's in the wrong, you know. And, and you know, I, 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 that's what I appreciate about you, man, is that you, you're just 100%. Like you said, we go through the same struggles that the world goes through. Uh, we're just empowered by, by, like you said, the conviction 
that brings us to repentance, that, that allows us to become a better person, uh, not for the sake of being a better person, but being the best version of God who God wants us to be, that he intended us to be, yes. you know. So, yes. so uh, speaking about being the best, I know I remember, you know, uh, you recently attended a beat battle. Now, how did that show impact you as a beat maker? And do you have intentions of joining a beat battle anytime soon? And, and how does it cause you to step it up in the game, uh, making beats? Because most people don't know that you make beats, too. Huh? Yeah, I was able to attend a beat battle uh, about two, three months ago. Um, and it was actually a pretty good, you know, I, I really enjoyed myself that night, uh, being able to experience, you know, that, you know where I where I currently live. I live in Ventura County, um, where you know it would just uh, a lot of times you know when there when there's anything hip hop uh, related, whether it's events, shows with certain artists, it's usually in LA County. So living in a county where you know it's almost like you have to like where I'm digging for these these kids that are you know keeping the culture alive. It's the same thing as like. Well, where, how can I find events out here? And uh, fortunately, I was able to to find out about this beat battle through Facebook. So Facebook has been really helpful to me, and, and you know, as far as staying in the loop with uh, the culture, right. you know. And I was able to attend this beat battle, and you know, just some, just these guys are this, this is top of the line beat makers. You know, this is not, you know, I mean, you have to be on your A game, you know, to even be in this. Uh, beat battle competition, and uh, it really inspired me, you know, to know that, you know, even though I live in a county where it might seem like hip-hop is, like, obsolete, it's really not. It's just a matter of, of knowing where to look and, and knowing that, you know, meeting some of these guys, and I actually, you know, went for that reason, and I also went to uh, to support an old friend of mine who's a DJ, DJ Wise, uh, for anybody who... Right knows DJ Wise, uh, he toured with Red Cloud. Uh, if anybody knows the name Red right. Cloud, you know that Red Cloud was on Syntax Records. Uh, he dropped a couple albums, toured all over, all over, all over the world. You know, I mean, DJ Wise right. had the, was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to be a part of, uh, to be Red Cloud's DJ and then tour the world. So, you know, I've, I've known DJ Wise since he was 13 years old you know, 13, 14 years yeah. old. Um, and he's just a really incredible DJ, you know. It just, um, no, what I can say about him is just, he has a, a, just his timing on the turntables and the way he mixes, scratches. His timing as a DJ is just incredible. And it, yeah, if you ever get a chance to see DJ Wise do his thing, I, I highly recommend you attend one of his shows and, and catch him on the turntables doing his thing. Yeah, so do you, do you intend on joining a beat battle anytime soon, or are you just sharpening your skills a little bit before you do that? I want to sharpen my skills a little bit, um, you know, because to be on that level, I mean, I believe that that particular uh, beat battle, the, the people that host it, uh, they don't want to deal with just anybody. You know, they, they want, you know, people that are on top of their game. These are... Uh, you know, they just don't, it, it's really tight-knit. It's really, as far as being a, part, uh, a participant uh, in the beat battle, you got to be on your A-game, you know, as far as the, the beats are concerned. Uh, I'm currently in the process of uh, 
you know, putting these videos together. I got video footage of the entire beat battle, and I'm going to be putting those up on you. I believe I have two videos up on YouTube uh, of the beat battle. Uh, I'm still working on the other, of editing the footage for for the entire beat battle. So once I have that up, you know, you can go to my YouTube channel. I uh, believe it's uh, Beautiful Noise Hip Hop on YouTube. Yeah. And you, you'll see uh, the beat battle um, videos on there. But as far as uh, joining in, I think uh, I, I would really want to sharpen my skill first and, and really come with my A game, you know, because these are some heavy hitters uh, that I'm dealing with, you know, from Ventura County, L.A. County, you know, different counties uh, throughout Southern California. All right. All right, fair enough. So so being that you make beats, you know, I'm going to tell you, Epidemic recently made a beat for me. And, um, in fact, I'm about to drop some money on him this week uh, for that beat. But uh, I told him, I said, hey, man, I like old-school video games. I was a big NES head back in the day when Nintendo first released the NES Entertainment System. And, and I really liked Castlevania, too. And now, the game was crap as far as, like, playing it. But the soundtrack was off the hook. And I was, and I was uh, for, if you want to be honest, but, but the soundtrack was off the hook. I love Castlevania's always been one of the main stocks of uh, genres that I played as far as 2D scrollers. And I told him, hey, man, I go, I'm just going to shoot you this uh, little part of, of a song from Castlevania 2. And uh, let me tell you, man, Epidemic did not disappoint. He, he, he showed it to me like, I mean, I think he maybe shot it to me for like 15 minutes for me to check it out. And I was like, man, this is off the hook. So actually me and Epidemic are, are going to get down lyrically onto that song when we get the chance. I mean, we live so far away from each other and he's got kids and and, and, you know, he's got, a, he's, he's got a job, I got a job, and it's just hard to coordinate that. But, but you know, I'm going to tell you like this. I've went to his website, and I've, I've also listened to his SoundCloud under E. coli is what you used to go by, E. coli. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I haven't used that in a while. That was, uh, <laughs> um, I was using that. Yeah, that, oh, I checked that out because I was looking up Epidemic, and I came, across, uh-huh. I came across E. coli. Tell them what Epidemic stands for. What's the acronym of Epidemic? Okay, epidemic. Uh, it actually is, it has two meanings. Uh, I, I've adapted the second one. I've adopted the second one. But the first meaning I when I made epidemic an acronym, it was said for uh, every person is deemed eternity, many ignore Christ. And I, I was using that oh, for yeah. a while, and then and uh, then just I remember the second one came in. I, I believe, and you know. I, I really believe it was God giving me this, you know, and, and I don't mind using both, but the second one, the, this one I'm about to tell you is the one I, I think is really, like, I, I love it most. And it stands for extensive preparation in determining eternity must include Christ. Yeah. Both of those are dope. I mean, that's pretty dope. I mean, you're an intelligent guy, man. I mean... To come up with an, with an acronym that long and make a sentence out of it that's, like, just so profound and, and hits home, both of them, I think, are really good. But the second one is the one you embrace the most, huh? Yeah, I, I do. And, you know, I, I, I still use both of them, but that second one is just, it's on a really, you know, both of them are good. I think the, the one I like the most, it's really, you know, when you hear that, and it makes you think, you know, and I've, I've always been the type of person I like to think. I like, uh people that, that, you know, whether it's in hip-hop or, you know, somebody that uses a quote, I, I like 
those really deep thought type of uh, whatever may be a quote, uh, uh, a line from a hip-hop song, or whatever may be, even an acronym that just makes you think, like, wow, how did he come up with that? You know, that's really deep for him to say that, you know? So that, I think that's why I embrace the second acronym uh, meaning the most, because I've always been a, a deep thinker. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a thinker too, man. I mean, I think so much. It keeps me up late at night. I got to take medications just to just to get me to sleep, man. <laughs> My mind is always going, you know, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I mean, I know you're the same type of people, but it's, you know, being a thinker in a world of, how I want to say this, it is, there's an epidemic of ignorance, straight up. You know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, being a thinker, I was talking with my girl last night, and I was like, you know, sometimes when you're, think, when you're a thinker, man, you see things more profoundly and you see things more evident than most people, that most people would overlook, like, like the evil in the world or just like, you know, you get x-ray vision. I know the Bible, for me, gives me x-ray vision to see past a lot of the BS that I encounter on a daily you know what I mean? And, 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 and it's, it's, spirituality is a big part of my life and I know epidemics life. So, so, um, you know, that's why I wanted to get you on this show because, you know, even though this is a neutral forum and I, I, I keep it exclusive for, for, you know, anybody to come on, I'll interview a Muslim rapper or, you know, uh, an atheist breakdancer. I don't care who you are, where you come from. I just want to, kind of pick at your mind a little bit and see what your point of view is, you know, but it also enables me to then uh, for ministry opportunities after the interview, uh, when we're on the one-on-one to, to see where they're at with God and, 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 you know, ask if I could pray for them. You know, the believers, I don't really got to worry about that too much, but, but the unbeliever, you know, uh, tomorrow I have a, a guy on the show named Insult Uno from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he's a battle rapper. And um, I wanted to ask you your opinion on, cause this, this is kind of like a debate within Christian hip hop circles, whether it should be done or not, but Christian battle rappers, what do you think about that? Do you think it should be done? Do you think it shouldn't be done? Or what's, what's, what's your outlook on that, man? Uh, as far as Christian battle rappers, I, I know that battle rapping is, it's, it's always been a part of the culture, you know, a part of, you know, some of our, you know, some of the artists that actually, you know, came from that, you know, you know, you know, prime example, Eminem. Eminem came from battle rapping in Detroit, you know, and then, like I mentioned earlier, Freestyle Fam. These guys are battling secular guys in the street, you know. Rep- you know, they were holding it down in the kingdom, you know. And, and I've seen interviews of, like, you know, they've, you know, almost come to blows with, you know, guys in the street, you know. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's a very fine line, you know, I mean. Personally, I, I love battle rapping. You know, I, I don't really know nowadays like who's hot and who's not as far as the battle rap scene is concerned. But Christian battle rapping, I think if you can do it and not take it personally, you know, because battle rapping is basically uh, on the fly, okay. you know, tearing your opponent up. Lyrically. You know, with wordplay, with whatever information, and we live in, a, in, in a, uh, an age of information where you know, you know, the battle rappers back in the day, like you know, when Big Daddy Kane and then you know, Kooji Raps or whoever used to battle rap, we didn't have all this information. And I, I, watch, I watch videos all the time from the 
the artists I grew up listening to, they say they don't have that, they didn't have access to the information like these kids do nowadays, where they can just go on the internet, find out about somebody, and use it as arsenal against their opponent. You know, so right. You know, there has been a transition even in the battle rapping uh, from the early years of hip hop to now because you know it's easy. You can go on online for ten minutes, find out information about who you're going to battle and use it, you know, during your battle rap against your opponent. Where back in the day, the battle raps, you would clown on somebody's clothes, and, you you know, you would basically, you know, you're tearing down, and what I like about it, and I'm not saying that this is always the case, but if you're going to battle rap somebody, if you can walk away, shake hands, and not take it personal and to heart, that's a good thing. So, uh, you know, well, I'm not against it, but we're... It becomes ugly is when people take it personal, and, you know, and a lot of these kids, are, these cats grew up in the streets, and we know what happens with, you know, these street guys, you know, they, you know, unfortunately, you know, it, it comes down to violence, you know, for, for the better rappers that take it personally. Uh, I'm not all for that. I'm, I'm not, um, uh, what's the word, uh, you know, I can't think of the word, but anyway, uh, if, like I said, if you can walk away, if you can shake hands, hug your opponent and say, you know, you know, we had a, you know, we had a good couple rounds, walk away at the end of the day, go home, that's good. But if, if battle rapping comes down to violence, I, I don't condone it. At all. So it's just a very fine line. Because yeah. uh, oh, you're dealing with emotions, you know, when you're doing battle rapping. You're dealing with emotions. You know, I'm going to just call it like it is. You're dealing with somebody's emotions here. You know, and, and a lot of people, a lot of cats are not built for battle rapping. You know, they don't have the thick skin where they can, they know that this is just, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it shouldn't be taken personal. You know, and the, the ones that don't have thick skin, in my opinion, shouldn't even be battle rapping because they are going to take it personal. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. I think, you know, you got to be a mature person, I think. But, you know, you got the element where people are still kids in their minds, man. Like it says in the Bible, you know, be childlike, and it doesn't say be childish. You know what I'm saying? And you just got childish cats that, you know, they, they, can't, they can't stand losing. It's like I, I've, I've played guys at video games where they're just sore losers, you know, and they get mad and they throw the control down and they, they, they want to say that was, you know. And, and I mean, it's like, like Epidemic said, if you, if you can't just go away and shake hands afterwards, you have no business getting into it. But as far as Christians, you know, I'm kind of iffy on that. There's this guy, though, that I do know uh, that's on the Internet, and I, I friended him on my Facebook. His name is 3PFD. And what he uses battle rap for, because he's an old-school battle rapper, and, and, and now he's a Christian, and he, I, I've actually seen him debate an atheist through battle rap, which is really pretty clever, man. But, but he uses it as a way to, to do it as a, as a forum and a platform of, like, subjects like deadbeat dads versus good dads. Or like evil versus good, and they're already pre-planned battles by Christians or non-Christians. Uh, mind you, they don't use the cussing and cursing that comes along with most traditional battle rap, but but um, they do it in a mature manner, and they do it to showcase, you know, both sides as like a debate thing. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you never heard of Three PFD, look him up, man, because he's doing something with battle rap that I don't think a lot of cats are doing, and it's a positive thing, and and for him, it's a ministry. You know, his writings and his, and his CD stuff, eh, not that great, but, but as far as, like, 
the stuff he puts together as far as events, you got to check them out on YouTube, man. But uh, speaking about checking out on YouTube, remind us again where we can get our hands on your beats and what upcoming projects do you have lined up for your fans to listen to? Uh, well, right now, um, you can hear some of my beats on, on airbit.com. I'm actually on the website right now, so I'm going to give you the link. It's airbit.com forward slash profile forward slash beautiful noise hip hop. And, uh, That's beautiful so, noise hip hop. Beautiful noise. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful noise hip hop. Uh, my beat maker name is Average Joe. And, uh, um, you know, I've nothing really spectacular about my beat maker name. I, I just consider myself an average Joe. Uh, you've heard my beats. Um, I just like the music yeah. for itself. Man. I, I, I'm just a type of cat. Like, when I was coming up with a beat maker name, because when I, I started to, uh, to get into beat making, where I wanted to really get into it seriously, uh, you know, as we all know in hip hop, we have to have an alias. You know, in the very few. There's very few artists in the game who actually use their real name. A lot of people go by an alias. So when uh, I was thinking of a beat maker name, I said, well, you know, just an average Joe. And I just, I, that stuck. You know, it just stuck with me. And no matter how hard I try to think of a, a, a better name, I just said, well, I'll just go by average Joe because that's who I am. You know, I don't proclaim to be the best beat maker in the world. And, you know, I, I have people, you know, the premieres and the Pete Rocks who influence me, you know. Uh, I just want yeah. the music to speak for itself. I want the beat to speak for itself. Uh, that when you hear my beats, uh, I'm trying to keep that, that, that boom gap alive. You know, for all you boom gap heads, uh, I'm putting it out there. 100% boom gap, 100% sample based. Uh, never. Never, never. And you can put me on this never, ever, ever when you see me using keyboards to make beats. I know that there's some producers that yeah. do that. That's fine, but I'm the type. All my stuff is 100% sample based. So, if that's what you're looking yeah. for, then go to my Airbit page. Check out some of the beats I have on there. If you like what you hear, uh, you can uh, email me at beautifulnoisehiphop at gmail dot com, and we can talk business. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you, and don't sleep on Epidemic with his alter ego, Average Joe. You know, Epidemic is the MC side. Uh, Average Joe is the, is, is, is the beat maker side. But I'm telling you, man, this, this Castlevania beat he made for me was just like off the hook. I was like, what the heck? He surpassed my expectations. I didn't know what he was going to come up with. And I give you what, like a, a, a minute and a half segment of some music from Castlevania too. Yeah, you, you told me the, the title of the song from that. And uh, I have to agree with you, man. Castlevania, the whole, you know, franchise of Castlevania, their soundtracks have always been just beyond their years. It's, it's oh. just incredible. Oh, I'm so telling you. We're, ta we're yeah, talking about Castlevania mean... 2. Castlevania 2 is like from 1987, I believe, or 88. You know, and, right, and just right. the, the, the soundtrack for that, that game alone is just, even the first Castlevania, it's like, the music has always it's very iconic. few. Yeah, it it just it, it was ahead of its time for the equipment. You know, whoever put the soundtrack together, they really did a good job. So hats off to the the people yeah. that put the music together for Castlevania. My hats off to them because they did a good job. You know, and they continue to do yeah, a good job. Yeah, man, with every what, they, what they had to work with. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, they they didn't have all the technology we have now. I mean, they were doing it. Right. You know, you know so hats off to, you know, the composers of that, you know, franchise. You know, and... Yeah, yeah. What, and and what's I funny about... That was Konami. Funny about, yeah. You know, what's funny about that is, um, you know, you and I, you know, we both grew up... Uh, I grew up playing video games, you know, and... You know, sometimes I, I look back and, you know, I'm like, I look back at my life sometimes and I, you know, with me making beats now, and sometimes I have regrets wasting all this time and hours playing video games, you know, falling asleep at the controller, waking up with the video game on pause. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I've done that, you know. Yep. I mean, you know, uh, you, 12 you're hours. laughing because, you, yeah, you, you're laughing because, you know, it's like I've gone through those 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 periods where I don't eat, you know, the only time I leave my room is to use the bathroom. You know, I wouldn't eat, you know, nothing. I would sleep for days trying to play these video games and conquer them. Um, but never in my life, you know, would I, I think, you know, that I would be sampling video game music. And I know I'm not the first to do it, but I just, you know, yeah. I just... You know, I saw when I look back at you know, I, I really think it's worth it, even though, you know, what I'm doing now with the music that comes from the from the era of video games that you and I grew up playing, I, I don't regret it. Because I was yeah, at a young yeah. age I was exposed to music, um a different kind kind of music, uh, compared to all the types of music and you know, being a sample based beat maker, you know. You know, I have that at my, um, I have access to that where I can, you know, go back in, in, you know, to my childhood years and find a 8-bit music, 16-bit music and make a beat out of it. So it's beautiful. They listen to like hello? heavy metal. They listen to, you, you know, hello. Yeah, I broke up a little bit. They listen to heavy metal. Yeah, it's all good. They listen to heavy metal. They listen to they listen to reggae. They listen to you know disco. They listen to like rockabilly. They listen to alternative to grunge, and the list goes on and on and on. You know, I mean, I'm even I'm a I'm gonna admit this. I mean, this is kind of like my closet secret, but. I got a, I got the best of Britney Spears in my collection. You know what I'm saying now, and 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 although you know, I, I, I you know that's that's a dirty secret that I just let out right there. But but you know, I just I like the instrumentation, and and you know, one of the songs that she made was called Lucky, was about how she was. You know, when I saw the video, it actually made me cry, man, because um, in the song she's talking about how in 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 front of everybody she's a successful person, but behind closed doors she cries and doesn't know why she's so empty in her heart, you know, and, and I really felt that man. Um, and that's the reason I got the album was for that one song. Now the other stuff, eh, it's, it's, it's hit or miss, but, but I really liked when I saw the video and I saw her burying her heart to me, it was real. And, 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 and you know, one guy just, Maybe I'll remember. Wow. But, yeah. 
you know, you can even find redemption. And that's the thing. Of, right, right. That's why I think it, it's beautiful, like the redemption that you can find in music, you know. But um, yeah. I just want to put you on the spot real quick and ask you if uh, if you could spit an acapella flow or something that shows the audience what kind of style Epidemic represents. Okay. Let's see here. Um, just off the top. My name is synonymous with terror and affliction, widespread addiction, homicide conviction, trapped inside a prison of Luciferian submission. Freemason nation was never designed under God. My articles of confederation exposed the facade. Never dropped the ball like Mr. Clark in Times Square. Constantly wrestled with sin. Call me Rick Flair. The last days are here, but very few are prepared. I've seen images that would frighten the weak-minded. Bodies keep stacking in ditches from walking blinded. My subliminal messages are constantly reminded until the analog waveforms lose to digital dominance. Epidemic the prominent bows before the reverence. While you radio rhymers thrive on being hell-bent, high off demonic substance, faithful little puppets, worship false idols from numerous mythologies, like Bohemian Grovals, I offer no apologies for speaking the truth of American hypocrisy. Octagon critics, you're never stopping me. No martial law checkpoints never get detained. This midi time frame ripples and sustains every cell of the brain with a permanent stain. Extensive preparation and determining eternity must include Christ, so seek him fervently. Yeah, man, that was <laughs> some sick vocab right there, spitting right there. That's epidemic, yo, yo, yo. That's epidemic. Don't sleep on epidemic, man. I mean, we're going to do I, – I can't wait to collaborate with you, man. In fact, I've postponed my album just to get epidemic on my album with the Castlevania beat. When you guys hear it, it's going to be off the hook. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah, I'm telling you. All right. One, well, we're going to go yeah, ahead. One thing, one yeah. thing I liked about um, uh, you liking hip-hop and you liking uh, come, growing up listening to heavy metal, rock music, um, what I like about this beat, and honest, I'm going to be honest with you. Every time I hear this beat, it gives me chills, bro. Like my, I, I'm, I'm yeah. like, you know, when you talk about certain things, you get the goosebumps on your, when I hear this beat, it just, there's something about this beat that, you know, I, I get goosebumps all over me, you know, and it just, you know, and, and when you and I get in the, in the, in the you know, in the, the vocal booth and just drop the, you know, or, or, it just, combining hip hop and rock, you know, two of the favorite genres of music that you like, uh, that's why, you know, when you came to me and asked me to do this beat, I said I wanted to do something special. You know, I really wanted to do yeah. something special for you, and not just you know just throw something together. I, you know, I wanted to really take the time to say, you know what, this guy likes two forms of music. Let me see if I can combine them. That's the way I did. I, I really tried to do with this beat. Yeah, and you did. You didn't disappoint, man. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm trying to keep the listeners thirsty because. When we drop this, I'm going to tell you it's a certified classic, yo. It's going to be a certified classic. You know, the subject matter is about kind of like the end times, kind of like the corruption going on in the world. And, and we're just going to bring the ruckus, yo. And, and, and thank you for being on True School Hip Hop Epidemic. I really appreciate you being on. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. 
You're tuned to True School Hip Hop. It can't stop and it won't stop. I'm your host, Jonathan Constantine, Hip Hop Exorcist. Thank you very much, Epidemic, and thank you for the audience for supporting. Just keep on tuned in and let's keep it moving through True School Hip Hop. Peace.